Paired. Now reading. Show description for podcast Paired. Paired is a short-form comedy fiction podcast exploring guided meditations and musings from your digital assistant. Paired is a podcast that answers the question, what if Alexa weren't evil? Paired will debut its new season on September 25th, featuring guest stars such as Janet Varney, Philip Molina, Addison Peacock, Alex Flanagan, Sarah Shockey, and many more. Paired is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. End show description. Unpaired. Welcome. To Arcade Audio. It's hard to find a movie that way. Lucky for you, we found a few. It's Queer Movie Night. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to Queer Movie Night. I'm Deb. And I'm Peyton. Um, and this week we don't have a guest. It's just the two of us. Just the two of us. We can make it if we try. Yeah, I, I forgot the melody of it for a second. Thank just you. the two of us. <laughs> Just the two of us and Nikki, our lovely producer. Woo! Yes. <laughs> yes. We keep trying. We keep trying to convince her to like make noise and talk. <laughs> Nikki, make noise. Nikki, make noise now. <laughs> A vitamin box that I'm banging on. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> Welcome. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you're new, if you're if you've been a listener before, thank you for supporting us. Um, we never say rate and subscribe. I guess you're supposed to say that at the end, but I'll say that now because I always forget. Yeah. Rate and subscribe Kayla was, if you're listening. Kayla was was laughing at that when we recorded our last bunch of episodes. Yeah, or when we did our mini, our, I don't like know, like our promo. Yeah, yeah, our promo. And I was like, you know what? I've never realized what I realized. We've never once said rate and subscribe, and it's like <laughs> the basic gist of a podcast and like <laughs> kind of important to a yeah. podcast as well. <laughs> Every other. <laughs> podcast says it and i was like how have i never those words never come out of my mouth before what is it rate so what's the third one subscribe share share or maybe it is like yeah rate like and subscribe comment but only if it's nice because i have thin skin and (laughs) 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 comments we can learn from our learn from i don't know (laughs) someone stop me i need to be stopped (laughs) i can meet you (laughs) um so this week we're talking about a netflix film that came out this year um called the half of it um which I don't know. It wasn't particularly like, I guess I picked it, but like we both have seen it and liked it before. Um, this was the first queer movie that I watched during quarantine. And I, I just thought it was very, um, I don't know. I thought it was really cute and well done. Um, and, um, definitely an untraditional type of, um, not necessarily a love story. So I thought that was cute. Mm, mm-hmm. yeah. I think actually same. I think it might have been the first queer movie I watched yeah. during quarantine. Um, yeah. Sorry. I'm like burpy. I'm yawning. Oh, <laughs> I hit my mic. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, this was the most blase um, pick we've ever 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because usually we're like, what are we going to do? And we think about it. And Peyton just goes, we're going to do the half of it. Is that okay with you? And I said, yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, um, we don't have a second guest for recording. So let's just but do I this one. It. I liked how simple it was. We were just yeah. like, let's just do this movie we both thought was really cute and watched. Yeah. And yeah. watched. We watched it. We watched um, it. <laughs> Yeah, As opposed I, to all our other movies, which we don't watch. Yeah. <laughs> you watch twice. That I I don't watch movies twice. I'm I don't like, I don't do it all the time, but like since I thought for some reason I thought we were recording last week, so I watched Portrait of a Lady on Fire twice. Mm-hmm. Um and I did watch half it again half of it again because I hadn't seen it since before or since the beginning of quarantine. Um yeah, and this director um, is it Alice Wu. Mm-hmm. Um, she has another queer movie, right? Saving Face. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen that one, but you said that's really good. It's so good, and it's actually uh, a fan of the pod, Amber Nelson. I'm pretty sure she loves that movie. It's one of her favorite movies. Um, so a shout out to Amber. And I, I'm so I we've never done it, but it's it hasn't been for any. I don't know, uh, a yeah. major particular reason, but yeah. Um, I, yeah, this, this movie is so good and saving face is so good too. You should watch it. It's just a really, yeah. it's just a really good movie. Yeah. Um, but I, I definitely want to after seeing this one. Cause I really mm-hmm. liked it. Yeah. That's exactly what you said already about it is that it's like not really your basic, um, r- like teen romance format for a movie. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's kind of tropey and unique mm-hmm. at the same time. They managed to somehow pull off that really hard thing yeah. where you get I, the like classic teenage tropes, mm-hmm. but it's like a fresh take. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly what this movie is too. Um, it's sort of um, a modern adaption of uh, the Cyrano type story, um, but with a queer twist to it. Uh-huh. Um, so the, um, I'll just go into like a brief <laughs> summary of the plot real quick. So it follows um, these three teens um, in this town of Squamish, which I don't know if it's a real town, but that's such a funny name. Um, that's like a really small town. Um, it seems like everybody goes to the same church type of deal. Um, and it follows this young um girl ellie chu who um lives with her dad who is this um the station master of the train that goes through town um and she helps him a lot with his work because his english isn't very good um they're an asian american family um and then this other student paul who is a football player um oh it's important to know that um, Ellie has a business at school of writing papers for the other students because she's really smart and she wants the extra money to help with her dad. Um, so um, Paul asked to hire her, but not for a paper for school, but to help him write a love letter to another student named Aster, who is this gorgeous girl who's the daughter of the preacher. Um, and, um, those are always actually, the hottest girls. There was always the hottest girls, the daughter of the preacher. <laughs> I mean, according to footloose. Yes. According to your co-star. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, that's why I, like, that's why for, I, made this I forgot for a minute. Oh, that was the whole reason. I forgot that you're a daughter. Did you have any flashbacks in this movie? I don't know. Yeah, they they don't really dwell on it too much. No, it's (laughs) about as many flashbacks as like as as every day in high school. Somebody would say, "Is your is your life like Seventh Heaven?" (laughs) And I would say, "Uh, "A little bit. (laughs) A little bit." <laughs> no, and then you said, uh, seventh heaven. <laughs> I did love that show back in the day. Um, <laughs> so he likes this girl, Aster, who's dating this guy, Trig, who's the most popular guy in school, it seems like. And I don't think he's on the football team. I'm, I think people just like him. I don't know. Um, 
And so Astor's, or sorry, so Ellen is at first like, no, I will not do this for you. Um, but then, so she sort of has this run-in with Astor herself. Um, and you can tell like that she is having feels for Aster. So that sort of compels her to um, say to Paul, okay, I'll help you write the letter. Um, and then in this sort of way, she's getting to know Aster by texting her under the guise of being Paul. And then once uh, Aster meets Paul, sort of coaching him on what to say and how to talk to her um, in that Cyr Cyrano de Bergiac, Bergiac kind of way. Um, and... They, she's starting to grow feelings. And during this time, Ellie and Paul are growing closer together as friends. And Paul um, begins to wonder if he has feelings for Ellie. And so it all comes to a head when um, El Paul makes a move on Ellie because he is misreading signals. And, um, and they're discovered by Aster, who is upset at seeing this um, because she thought she had a relationship going with Paul. Um, and then... But Ellie um, is upset because she we presume has feelings for... Aster. Yeah. And in that moment Paul finds out that Ellie has feelings for Aster and because it's a super Christian um, community and he's super Christian. He is like, that's a sin and sort of is like, I can't be around you. Um, but then like each of the characters sort of takes the time to like learn some things. Um, and he, uh, there's this really funny scene where he uh, looks up, he Googles like, how do I know if I'm gay? And his mom finds it on the computer and thinks that he's gay. Um, and it all comes to a head um, in this church service where Ellen actually plays the piano or the organ Ellie. for the church. Ellie, thank you. Ellie, uh, there was a girl Ellen's named canceled. Ellen's canceled. <laughs> 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 you can't say that name anymore. <laughs> <laughs> she is canceled. She's dead to me. Yeah, she um, <laughs> amazing show on Netflix written by a queer woman. Liz I love dead to me. This is an improv warm up right oh here. my god and the the in season two when she starts dating a woman oh it's the best okay it's season so good so good of that show and i feel like yeah. i was like how could they possibly top this and then season two was unreal Ugh, unreal it's so good Sorry, I, keep hitting. I hit my mic no it's <laughs> I okay i love it <laughs> it's so good i think it's, it's the best role christina applegate has ever had absolutely it's also the yeah. best role that linda cardellini has ever had I truly Definitely. believe that both of them are doing the best work of their careers on the show. Yeah. And I love that. And honestly, James Marsden too. Oh my God. He is so charming <laughs> in season two. Yeah. Yeah. He's so good. And so awful in season one. You never yes! see him play. You never see him play that bad guy. No. It's really cool. To see him do He's that. So good. Okay. Sorry. Um, Anyway, no, 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 you're fine. The big church scene, but you were at the big climax. The big climax is yeah. Trig is Trig proposes to Aster, and then um, in a Bridget Jones moment, uh, Ellie says no, and then um, it sort of comes out, or at least it becomes clear to Aster that Ellie was the one writing the letters and, and texting her and she um, slaps Paul, but pa and Paul comes this realization. He's like, you can't, you can't control who you love or, or whatever. And, and he sort of reconciles with Ellie um, and Aster storms out. And that, which is followed by um, this sort of scene where, Ellie's about to go off to school and she sort of um, has a discussion with Aster and Aster admits that she's sort of been having feelings about her, um, but she's not in the place to sort of confront those feelings. Um, but Ellie kisses her and, and says like, maybe in a couple years I'll see you around. Um, and then the movie ends in this really um, friendship type of way between Ellie and Paul, where he sees her off to the train to say goodbye before she goes off to school. 
And that's the general plot. I missed a couple of the like oh, that was great. intricate beats, but yeah. Yeah. The intricate beats, that's where we come in now. Yeah. That's um, what we, we talk about all of the things that we loved about the movie in no exactly. particular order. That's kind yeah. of what we're best at. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of um that's kind of our thing. Yeah. <laughs> um I will say that um in the op- the opening the movie opens with um a voiceover of Ellie talking about this Greek myth, which I'm familiar with because of um another queer movie and um show called Hedwig and the Angry Inch, um, where it's this Greek belief that um everyone on earth used to be connected physically to each other until um, the gods separated them through like lightning and everybody was torn apart. And since then, everybody's been trying to find their other half, um, which is where the name of the movie, the half of it comes from. This movie sort of plays with the idea of like this yearning of trying to find your other half and trying to find belonging with this other person. But then um, the director actually said that, or I can't remember who's the director or the main actress, said that it's really about them finding themselves and, and being able to discover themselves without having to rely on that, without having to find another person to do so, which I think is a really interesting take on the story. Um, yeah. I think it's funny that, and maybe I'm being a rude bitch, but I think it's funny that at the beginning of the movie, it starts with um, Aster like singing and Ellie's like watching her. And I feel like Aster doesn't have a particularly good singing voice. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I love you. <laughs> Same. We noticed that shit. <laughs> and it's like, it's like this really like romantic, like, Phil framing of like her face while she's singing and she I don't even know what the song is but she's like catch a falling star and put it in your pocket it's like (laughs) sing better bitch (laughs) (laughs) be better I want to falling star (laughs) then I would be like okay I get it like Mandy like Mandy (laughs) (laughs) Mandy Moore in the princess diaries (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> yes, exactly like Mandy Moore in Princess Diaries. <laughs> Stop picking me up. Yeah, yeah, I do. That's yeah. so funny. Uh, I love that you called that out pretty much immediately into this. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Not to be a bitch, but Asher, Asher's a bad singer. <laughs> but it seems like the movie is, is leading us to believe that she's a good singer which is like what i think is funny i don't know <laughs> i don't um, know i was at first i was like okay we're gonna learn we're gonna learn about this about this character and I'm sure <laughs> learn to get it um their their first their first interaction on the hallway i thought was so sweet though and like their yeah. chemistry i thought was great immediately yeah it's really good and aster gives off major gay vibes real quickly oh yeah oh yeah like her For the way, sure. like the way that like she like I don't know. She just gave me major gay vibes in the first scene. But it's crazy <laughs> because it's like the whole movie she's like what? Yeah. Gay people exist? <laughs> I don't know. The one scene that she has with Ellie there's like where they meet after the letters um is there's a lot of sexual tension cuz they're like she gets naked and gets into this like hot spring. Yeah. But it's so funny. It's so funny. She talks to Ellie and is like, it's so nice to talk to, to talk to another girl. And it's not about boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Ellie's like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> my favorite um, part of that scene is when she's like, I don't know if she's trying to take her, shirt off or something but she's like you have another thing under here and she's like i'm a russian doll of clothing ellie (laughs) yeah ellie says i'm a russian doll of clothing so funny i want to go into whatever they were that hot spring it looks so nice it does Um, yeah yeah that scene is really sweet too i feel like that that scene like really pushes like pushes the story along 
uh, yeah, pretty because, well for them. Yeah, yeah. Because before that, the the connection that we see between them is only in the text. So it's yes. nice to see. I'm glad that we have that scene so that we do see them together again um, in a way that moves their relationship forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really does like, it really does. Um, for me, it, it really is like, I think Aster definitely is interested in her and she ha- is having those feelings. And I get that from that scene. Yeah. Um, I think it reads, I think there, there's like, Oh, even, even at the end, like fast forward to the end. Cause of course we're just going <laughs> to start with the end and go to the beginning. Yeah. Um, to, I feel like Aster is like, what? When Ellie is yeah. like, there's something between us. And like all that's, and then she, and then she's like, I don't know. Like Aster's like, yeah. you don't know what that means. Yeah, I'm not. I'm like, I don't believe that for a second. Which I'm glad yeah. that Ellie like runs after her and kisses her, because then maybe it's confirmed yeah. that Aster is just like in denial a little bit about it. Um, well, yeah, and like the dialogue there is really good too because it's like she says like this just like isn't the right time. She's like. I don't know who I am. I can't remember what the exact words are, but it's like, I don't know who I am. And maybe I will like in a, in a couple more years. Mm-hmm. And Ellie's like, and Ellie's like, Oh, you're not sure. Oh, you don't know. Um, and Ellie kind of has this found confidence and she st- starts like getting under um, Aster's skin. I think and Aster is, has this like playful repartee with her before she is like, she runs back to her and kisses her and says, I'll see you in a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you're right. Oh man. Ellie. Um, also want to say that I thought this movie was cast with the most charming two young actors. Like the actors, yeah. who play Ellie and Paul are so cute. I love Paul so much. He's I love him. Really cute. Oh, wow. Paul, we have to get into Paul. And he's just a sweetheart, too. What a character to unpack. Do you know how badly I wanted to try one of those sausage taco things? (laughs) They did look very good, yeah. I want one of those. (laughs) That's me every time I see people eating in a movie or two. I'm like, can I have it? Can I have it? (laughs) When Ellie and her dad are making the dumplings, I really want the dumplings. Oh, I know. Yeah. I'm a sucker for, I was going to say food in a movie. But I'm yeah. also at IRL as well. <laughs> um, yeah, Paul's um, family owns is like make so- it has a sausage business. And are you okay? Me? Yeah, is the dog okay? Yeah, I'm situated so I can see right outside of my apartment window. Uh huh. Um, and I just like to see what's going on out there. And then I didn't think you'd call it out when I, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> when I, when I, my eyes lingered. <laughs> you looked concerned. So I felt like, I don't know. I didn't, no, I was I just, picturing the I dog, watched, like climbing up something or something. Yeah. Which he usually is. I just watch my neighbors come in and out. And then like, I can see, I can see our car. So I can see if somebody is like, it looks like they're about to hit us when they're like yeah. parking or leaving. Yeah. Um, it's mostly just stuff like that. That's what I do now. <laughs> That's what I do in my free time. <laughs> yeah. I don't have anything else to do. You're becoming a busy buddy. Window. Yeah, me and my dog, we both on all fours sit in my window. <laughs> and we, just <laughs> we just watch people as they pass by. And I like I quietly growl if I see another dog. You know what that's like. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting sap happy. <laughs> um (laughs) i love the in the church i love in the church scene too the relationship between paul and his mother where where she says like if you were gay like i would still love you and then he's like and then he's like oh no 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 i'm not gay but i do want to change our sausage recipe and she's like absolutely not (laughs) (laughs) i love that recipe um I thought that was really fun. The mom is from Orange is New Black, right? Yes, yes. I think she's one of the prison Uh, guards. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. She's one of those, like... Oh, go ahead. 
She's one of those character actresses that sort of pops up in things all the time. Yeah. Where you're same like, with, oh, I know her. Same with Becky Ann Baker. That woman is in everything, and I've never really known her name, but she is in everything. She's who the teacher, the teacher who helps her. Oh, yes, yes, Ellie. yes. Hannah, Hannah's mom from Girls. Yes. Yeah, that is a way you could. That's a per, Yep, that's one of her. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what did I just see her that's in? That's how I Oh, know her. I just saw her in Younger. Sutton Foster's. Oh. oh, yes, I remember. She plays like a an author, right? A book author yeah. or something? Yes. We're the only I love I love Younger. I think it's so I know it's bad, but it's so addictive. I mean, it's not that bad. It's kind it's not great. It's kind of good. But it's kind of good. Yeah. I love that show. I will stand it until I die. Yeah. I will watch it. It's really it's really sex it's really sex positive and female positive. So that's yes, really exactly. Good. Yeah. Sutton Foster is like I will never get over how she the show is, has like seven seasons. She's yeah. aged she's she's aged past forty at this point. I think she's like forty five. I just looked yeah. this up because I just wrote something about this. <laughs> I wrote my thesis on the show younger. No, but I did talk about it in it in something. Anyway, point is is that she's forty five and she's still, even with the show being made now, looks like she's fifteen years younger. It's yeah. bizarre how, how they managed to do that. But I mean, it's not them, it's her. She looks yeah. amazing for her age. Yeah. I'm going to look, I firmly believe that in 10 years, I'm going to look 20 years older than I am. <laughs> and too. I don't want to, but I think yeah. that's my reality. <laughs> <laughs> wow, sorry. Um, no, 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 you're totally fine. How many times have I said sorry in this episode? Uh-oh. 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 Um, I did. I definitely had a crush on Paul, though. I loved him. Uh, honestly, sure he's like, did. I'm sure you did. I always like the straight guy in the movie. But he's so he's so cute. Yeah, he's so sweet. He's so nice. Mm-hmm. When he like when she goes to the party and gets drunk and he takes care of her and takes her home. Oh, I it's know. So sweet. And their their chemistry is really good too. And I think it's yeah. interesting to see. I feel like this could be the story for. Well, no, it is. I mean, it has to be real for a lot of kids figuring out their sexuality or just like figuring out themselves in general and mm-hmm. misconstruing what type of connection you would have with a friend. Yeah. And like, obviously we see Ellie's point of view. So we know that she has feelings for Aster, but you yeah. can see where he would get feelings for Ellie too. Yeah. And the, it's not, he's, I feel like in, um, in other movies, his role, like his type of role in other mm-hmm. movies would be so annoying or mm-hmm. usually is annoying. Like, the straight guy going after the gay girl. It's like, mm-hmm. stop. They don't, we don't want it as an audience. We don't yeah. want it. But he's so believable. And they really mm-hmm. do have really great chemistry together. Yeah. Yeah, really good friendship chemistry. Yeah. And, yeah. That's kind of hard to pull off. Because I feel like, in, I feel like in, in movies, everyone is like, I don't care about relationships besides romance. Like, yeah. Someone's like, yeah, I'm writing this movie and it's about the complex relationship between this um, woman and her mother. You're like, nope, whoop, whoop, boner killer. Like nobody wants to see that. <laughs> boner maybe, killer. maybe I'm wrong and maybe that's just, but I just feel like every, like all TV and film is romance. Yeah. Like, like romance forward. Yeah. And they pulled off a friendship connection that is yeah. really nice to see. I'm, I'm sounding like I don't watch, like I'm not interested in things about friends. No, you're no. totally fine. No, friends and stuff are fine. But do you know what I'm saying? Like if somebody's like, it's about a relationship between a family member, I'm like, personal preference, but I don't know. People just love romance. Yeah, yeah. I think her relationship with her dad is really good too. Like the the actor's um, chemistry with mm-hmm. her dad is really good. Um, and I think the movie is obviously, it begins and ends with Ellie and Paul. So the movie really is about their relationship um, and their friendship. Um, the last scene when he's saying goodbye to her at the train, it reminds me a lot of Desert Hearts um, oh. when they're in front of the train. But first and it episode. makes me... Yeah, I know. 
Mm. It makes me wonder. I was like, I was like, I wonder if Alice Wu has seen Desert Hearts and she was like actively making a reference to it because there's this other part of the movie that the way that Ellen and her or Ellie and her dad um, sort of spend time with each other is that they watch these old Hollywood movies together. And I feel that um, that the director probably has that relationship with old movies where she, especially because we were talking about like how this movie plays with the idea of tropes where she is inspired by those tropes and putting her own spin on it sort of Mm -hmm. as they do at the end of the movie where, where um, she watches this movie with Paul and they talk about, she's saying how ridiculous it is that this guy would run after a train for this girl. And then Paul ends up running after her on the train and, and she starts um, sort of crying and laughing and having this emotional response to it. Um, And that's a really good, I think it's a really nice callback in the movie and it's a nice way to see how the characters have grown. Oh, also before I I meant to say this before, but when I was talking about um, how Esther doesn't have a good singing voice, Ellie does have a beautiful singing voice. Yes, at the talent show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. We stan Ellie's voice. We do not stan Astor's voice. <laughs> and actually Trip has a good singing voice too, because he sings at the talent show as well. I have to say something about that character. What is the fucking point of him? What is the fucking point of him? I <laughs> sorry I'm saying fucking <laughs> what's the f- well she's really you're mad about this character. Well it's just <laughs> The whole time, Aster is full-blown dating Paul. And then, Florida. like... But it's, like, in secret, I think. But there, it's such a small town, and she's just going to the same diner that all yeah. the teenagers in that town go to. Yeah. She's very outwardly, in my opinion, like, not hiding that she's dating Paul. But yeah. somehow, we're supposed to believe that she was dating Trig so seriously that he would propose? yeah. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. what, there's no point to you. Netflix lost money by having to pay that actor to be in this. <laughs> I didn't see the point. Yeah. I think that... I feel like he is part of the trope, sort of, of, like, the guy that she's supposed to marry type of thing. Um, which is funny, because he's just, like, an idiot. Mm-hmm. But... Um, because she, in the scene where she's in the hot spring with Ellie, she says, like, I should just marry Trig. Like, I feel like it's something that, like, Trig's family is friends with her family and that sort of thing. And it's just sort of, yes, they're dating, but, like, it's just sort of expected that that's what they're going to do. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like the reason that his character is not in it as much is because or maybe I'm just projecting this onto it, but like it's sort of, it's sort of um, demonstrating how little his character actually does matter. Um, And it kind of does make a joke about, because he thinks he's the most important person the whole time. Like the way that they get information from him is saying that they like want to interview him for the school paper. And he's like, I wonder why nobody's interviewed me before. And like, um, and when Ellie says that she is in love with someone, he immediately assumes it's him, even though like, there's no reason for him to think that. Um, So I think it's this sort of funny commentary where like, he's actually the least important person in the movie, but he thinks he's the most important person. Um, But I do think that, it could have he could have been utilized in a better way or like i definitely do think it's confusing that it's like why do we need this third wrench in the works when we already have like a conflict i guess yeah it was a pretty unimportant wrench i guess that's my thing it was obviously yeah. like i know aster like mentions him a couple times so it's like i should probably marry him but she's it's obvious that she's not actually going to yeah. Or, I don't know. I'm over... See, now I've devoted way too much time to this <laughs> random supporting character. <laughs> I'm a part of the problem. <laughs> um. Yeah. I don't know. I think maybe it's like... 
they he's part of the he's part of the life that like Esther's trying to get away from and like that's what what his character the purpose of his character I don't know mm-hmm. I love the um the montage of them doing the graffiti on the what are you guys laughing at I just, said, I just lightly said okay into the mic and <laughs> sometimes I think I catch Nikki's eye too <laughs> like, I, think, I, I think you do <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess there's only three of us so it's it's <laughs> yeah I was like awesome. are they laughing at me do I have something on my face no <laughs> we only are ever laughing with you Peyton thanks thanks always <laughs> I'm sorry what were you saying I was saying that I really enjoy the montage sequence of Ellie and um, Aster uh, painting the the graffiti on the yes. like the art graffiti. It's so sweet. When, they go yeah. back and forth. Yeah, it's really and sort sweet. of sort of Ellie encouraging um, Aster to to return back to doing art, which she said she had fallen out of because she couldn't get things perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that. They and that bold stroke that they keep talking oh gosh, about that comes back in the movie. Um, you know what else we haven't talked about? How painfully awkward the dates were between Paul and Aster. I know they're so that bad. Real, like they're just sitting in the diner. How does she? I guess I'm just watching this. Like, what am I doing? Like, I love movies and I watch movies constantly. And for some reason, this movie, I'm like irritated that it's not more realistic (laughs) why do i care what am i so hung up on but like i was i just i'm like it's so obvious that he's not who she's been talking to but also it's a movie deb (laughs) get the fuck over it yeah yeah and i don't need my movies to be realistic so i don't know what it is about this I do uh, that definitely thought definitely does come across when I watch the movie, but I think they try to explain it as like, at least Ellie tries to explain it in the one scene where she's texting of like, he's speechless when he's around her. Like Mm. when they're so close, he's nervous and he can't speak correctly. Um, And I think we're sort of led to believe that in the scenes that they're together when we can't see them, that they don't really do much talking and they're kind of just like making out, I guess. This movie is 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm looking at that right now. That's pretty good, yeah. Good for the half of it. (laughs) (laughs) Got a little more than half of it, I would say. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Damn oh that's bad yeah, no um, it's good it's good it is you. a really good i mean i guess i'm a little bit surprised by that rating but i it is a really good movie it is good yeah. oh i need to I, right I, i'm everything i'm saying about this movie is is like kind of painted in a negative light and i don't mean to because i actually really really liked this movie i enjoyed it so much when it, when the credits rolled my wife and i went oh that was so <laughs> sweet and for some reason Three months later, after I watched it for the first time, You're like, I'm like, actually, I have notes. I don't understand why they don't. <laughs> like, who the fuck cares about anything I'm caring about right now? <laughs> it's it's definitely thoughts that I had while watching the movie. It's not. I really like this movie. It doesn't sound like I, I did, but I really <laughs> What are some of your favorite moments, Deb? What are some of my favorite moments? Um, favorite moments with them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what are some of my favorite moments? I, 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 um, damn it. I swear I like this movie. <laughs> Obviously the hot, hot spring scene. Yeah. Yes, I do love that. And I, I do like the all the moments with, with Ellie and Paul, too. Yeah. I thought the, the scene in particular that was like, oh, and it made me feel for Paul is when they go to the party and she's drunk and he takes her back to his house yeah. and he just, like, watches her sleep. I was yeah. like, that kind of made me feel bad for him. But I thought yeah. it was really, I, I thought it was a really uh, cool shot. It's yeah. just like a pretty shot. But. And something I noticed on this second watch, which I didn't notice the first time, is that he finds that she's been writing letters 
to food publications about his sausage. And I didn't notice that the first time I watched it. Yeah. Um, Oh, I loved when he cooked with her dad. Me too. Yeah. I love that. That was really sweet too. Yeah. Yeah. I love the dad, the dad's relationship with Paul. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a really good scene too of like once, once um, Paul's sort of struggling with his relationship with Ellie and he stopped by the house and the dad's asking like, what's wrong with Ellie? Mm-hmm. Um, I really like that scene of them coming together. And I just had this thought when I was watching it, I was like, um, Ellie's dad is telling this like really heartwarming story about like how Ellie grew up and like he, but he's speaking like in his native tongue. So like Paul's like standing there listening very attentively, but he actually can't understand a word he's saying. And I just realized yeah, that the second time really around. Sweet. Yeah. I know it's really nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I just really I really liked it because I I feel like like I've been saying some of these tropes of like straight guy has a crush on this girl but she's gay and then he pursues her and kisses her and like it's not reciprocated and it's weird. Um but I I actually I liked how even or like I liked the direct triangle of this of mm-hmm. this movie. Yeah. I think it's a I think testament the casting too. Yeah. Everybody's really likable. Yeah. And I think they, they really push that triangle trope into interesting places that Mm -hmm. you, that I've, I can't think of another teen movie where they do that, where, where they play with it in that way. Mm -hmm. Um, And I like with the kiss between Paul and Ellie that we have that scene prior where they're talking about kissing and Ellie's like, how do you know that somebody wants to be kissed? And they sort of talk about that look. And so it's interesting with that scene, like juxtaposed to like, you can see him looking at her face and trying to get a read of like, if she is like giving him the signal and like his like confusion. Um, I just think that's really a fun moment and, and really well done. Yeah. Yeah. Um it's so it this is it's a such a good movie. But yeah. also because I feel like the Netflix teen movies are mm-hmm. kind of, are are very hit or miss. Yeah. Um and I feel like everyone just accepts that and we all know that. Yeah. And this one was so good. Like yeah. everyone's always like it's all the boys I loved before. That's the only good one. I'm like, no, you should add this into the bunch because yeah. it's so good. And it's, I feel like there's a story, it's a queer movie and it's, it's a movie coming from the point of view of the main character who identifies as queer. But it's like, I feel like any teenager could watch this and get something from yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's about the Asian American experience too. And like yeah. Ellie, Ellie's dad having trouble finding a job because his English isn't as good as everybody else's. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though he's highly qualified and he has this huge degree and everything. But yeah, I think it, I think it was a, I think it's a really good Netflix movie and I hope more people, or I hope it gets as much attention as it deserves because I think it's really good. I think it, I think it did pretty well the first weekend that it came out. That's when I watched it and you know, you could see the top 10 on Netflix Mm -hmm. that weekend. And I think it was like pretty high on the list, but I, I haven't really heard much about it since. Yeah, um, yeah. But I'll I'll absolutely rewatch this movie. Yeah, like yeah. I, I thought it's it was- got a rewatchability, just like to all the boys I yeah. loved before. Um, Which I've yeah. only seen once, and maybe controversial. I'm good. <laughs> I I personally love it. I mean, I read the books, and I I love Lana uh, Condor. Um, different relationship with it then. Yeah. Um, I think the guy is so cute, but outside of that movie, I think he's so douchey. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, have you seen the sequel? There, there's they have the sequel now. No, because I didn't like the first one well enough. Mm, but I think something's wrong with me. I'm a I'm because the <laughs> nobody agreed. Like even I, my wife watched it with me. It was my first time and her second time, and she was like, <laughs> "You should watch it." And I was like, what is wrong with me? That, that I There's nothing like. wrong with but you. But everybody loves that movie. 
<laughs> and I liked it. I didn't yeah. I didn't dislike it. I just don't feel the need to rewatch it, which is kind of crazy because I'm a rewatcher. Yeah. I watch it a lot. You do too. Yeah. Yeah. I do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're rewatchers here. Um, I sound like an asshole on this episode. Some of them say, she doesn't like to all the boys I've loved before. Cancel her. <laughs> You're about to get canceled. I'm about to be canceled. <laughs> Are there any um, other like um Netflix uh not necessarily teenage but like queer Netflix movies? Cuz I don't know if there um, are We did Alex Strange Love in a previous Alex episode. Alex Strange Love. That yeah. was one of the OGs though. Yeah, that was really good. You're right. Yeah. Oh, and the one in Brendan's I, I, is that a Netflix? Yeah. Netflix? I don't know if that's a Netflix Maybe film not. or not, but that was good. It, it's on Netflix, but I don't know if it's a Netflix film. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. We'll, we'll need to look into it. Well, they should make more because they turn those fuckers out like crazy. For sure. <laughs> Which is why I think a good chunk of them are bad. Which, my wife and I watched one that was so stupid. It was with the girl from Riverdale, and it was like a murder one. I know this is all super vague. (laughs) (laughs) It's not worth explaining because I'm already, I know everyone's tuned out by now based on (laughs) the boring ass vague words I've already said. So never mind. (laughs) I do feel like it's like um, Netflix. It's like almost like Netflix is kind of, except the quality is so like, hit or miss i would say it's kind of like lifetime like where they're churning out so many movies yeah um but yeah but some of them are really good i think i think that's like i think that's the good thing about netflix is that like because people have been saying um a lot of film critics have been saying that like the small movies are sort of dying out because like the big the big like hollywood companies just want to make blockbusters and like superhero movies and, and movies that they know are going to be successful. I think that Netflix has become a place where independent filmmakers and, and people who want to tell smaller stories that aren't necessarily blockbusters get to do that where they, where they can't really do that on the large scale anymore. Interesting. And that, and that's like, and we get little movies like this where it's, it's a really nice, story um that we might not have gotten before because because we it wouldn't have been like a huge hit at the movie theater yeah yeah hmm wow we're in a total different age of this shit <laughs> i know with, with new streaming, streaming and yeah 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 fuck yeah fuck <laughs> did you uh did you pay 30 dollars to watch mulan mm-hmm <laughs> I didn't want to be honest. <laughs> I'm sure you both saw it in my face where I thought first but second, should I lie? Should I lie? Uh, <laughs> I, yes, I haven't seen it. Was it good? But I mean, the reason why I did it, I still did it, and I didn't necessarily want to, but we yeah. watched it with my cousin who lives in Chicago. Yeah. We, we like no worries. Friday night. We were yeah. having a movie night, and we were like, exactly. I actually thought it was really good. Nice. It do, it does make you want to watch the original while you're watching it. Yeah. Um, yeah. My stomach keeps making crazy noises. I'm sorry if you can hear that, Nikki. Um, <laughs> I hear it at all. That's right. <laughs> so I didn't need to say anything. No. <laughs> um, it, I thought it was really good, and also I my so my sister texted me, and I because we share a Disney Plus account, so I was like, go ahead and watch Mulan, baby. Spent, spent a gajillion dollars on it, so please watch it and get some <laughs> out of this. Um, because after I rented it, I was like, I could have waited like a couple months for it yeah. to stream, but it kind of hurt. But yeah. I was a little bit tipsy, so I was like, $30, go ahead. <laughs> um, my sister was like, she watched it before I did, and she was like, um, there's sexual tension between Mulan and this character called the witch. And then I my cousin watched it and she was like, I didn't see it. And I was like, okay, who am I going to believe now? Because <laughs> I can see gay in anything. Yeah. Okay? These are gay goggles. My glasses are gay goggles. They're always on my face and they're always looking for the gay. 
even when there's no gay to be found, but I'll find it. And there was seriously tension between them. <laughs> they fight, like they have these fight scenes. It's like this, this like lady witch. And uh-huh. there's this one scene where they're fighting for the first time and they're like, like kicking each other's asses. And then the witch like, <laughs> hit, like lit, wait, they can see, <laughs> Nikki and Peyton can see me trying to do this with my hands <laughs> or trying to object work the scene yeah. thing. Well, anyone who's seen the movie will know. It's like when she's holding Mulan's head and then she takes her finger and she just like goes like this and brush it, lightly brushes hair out of Mulan's face. And it's <gasps> so sexual to me. Like Kayla and I were like, <gasps> when it was happening. And that, yeah, I'm sorry. That's not a, that's not a spoiler for anything. No. If any, that, if, in case that's so funny. Like. But I did like, I don't know. I feel like Mulan is just, you know, eternally a gay character. Yeah. And we all know it. She's, Disney she's could try to tell us that she's not. Yeah, but. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Are you glad um, you asked me? I am very glad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm always, I'm always glad to get your answer on opinions about Are anything. you sure? I'm the least yes. eloquent person on the planet. You're so well-spoken. And then when I go to talk, oh, I go, that's I go, booby, booby. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I say nothing <laughs> <laughs> Nothing of importance. <laughs> That's uh, not true. Sup, nerds. Natalie, don't bully the internet. It's a term of endearment. Oh, okay, carry on. Nat and Cass here with an FYI. The 411. The skinny. The scoop. An announcement. It's it's an announcement. Shared History Season 3 is coming at ya. Join us for more stories of the folks and events your history texts and teachers didn't tell you about. Yes, from the overlooked and underrepresented to just some very niche topics. We're sharing some great history with you this season. And we're not alone. We're joined by some amazing guests, including other actors, podcasters, and comedians, as well as playwrights, entrepreneurs, and academics. The latter is very exciting because we are not academics. So subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on the socials at Shared Pod. Yeah, nerds. Shared History Season 3 starts October 6th. Any um, other lingering thoughts before we rate the movie? No, I don't think so. I need to. I don't think so. <laughs> Um, I don't think so I think it's a lovely movie Um, I love the moment in the talent show when the mean boys um, try to ruin her piano concert and then Paul gives her the guitar so she can play her song I think that's Mm -hmm. so sweet Um, the one thing about that is that last night when I watched it I was like why doesn't Paul start the applause like right away (laughs) Yeah. Like, <laughs> because hey. it has that <laughs> it has that dramatic pause after she's done with the song of like yeah the slow clap <laughs> and I'm like I feel like Paul would have just like started clapping right away at the end um, but yeah I like that's probably like one of my favorite moments um so uh, we always uh, base our uh, we always rate our movies off of two different scales. We like to put it through the Vito Russo test, which is um, a film critic uh, test to assess queer representation in film, and it has to follow three rules: one that it has queer identifying characters, which this one does; um, two that the queer characters have to have personality traits other than being queer uh which uh this one does as well and the third is that removing them from the plot would change uh removing them from the film would change the plot significantly which of course it it would because Mm -hmm. she's the lead character um Mm -hmm. and you know what oh something else i want to (laughs) say sorry (laughs) i love i love that this was a coming uh, it was a gay movie that was coming of age that was not about coming out. Yes. Agreed. And yeah. So like, even though Ellen was like, she's like sort of in the closet, like, but she's not really, she like 
she doesn't have to come out or like, or has like a come out with her dad or anything. I liked that she just like behaved the way she wanted to. And it didn't seem like she had any anxiety about like people finding out. It just seemed like it was just easier for her to be a private person. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Yes. Um, Totally, totally agree. Yeah. So I really liked that. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you want to, do you want to introduce our Kinsey scale? I would love to. I'm going to introduce the Kinsey scale. The Kinsey scale here at Queer Movie Night means to us this. <laughs> I love it. I love I'm it. I'm struggling so hard. <laughs> we're almost uh, done. This is the last like, episode we're recording today. My whole eyes. <laughs> You're crushing it. You're really crushing it. <laughs> that's the only... That's... Oh, my gosh. I'm like... <laughs> Nikki is so sweet. Just sits she there. Is. And if you, I feel like if, I should feel like you had to finally speak up. So like, <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Okay, here at the pod, we rate movies based on the Kinsey scale: zero being completely oof, heterosexual, and six being completely homosexual. And the more homosexual, the better the movie, babe. That's okay. right, honeys. <laughs> I would say. Hmm. Do you want to go first, Peyton? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's hard when when we're following an episode where we have like a complete six, where it's just like amazing. I know um, because it's hard to like base any other movie off of that. Like, obviously, this movie doesn't feel as revolutionary as Portrait of a Lady on Fire, mm-hmm. but. Um, but when it comes to queer representation, I actually think the movie does really well. And like, obviously um, it's another queer filmmaker. um, So I think that makes all the difference. And I I think I do have to give it a six because I can't, I can't think of anything that I saw that I was like, Ooh, that's kind of offensive to me or I didn't like that. Um, and and it's also coming from an uh, an Asian American director too. So um, while I don't have that experience, I, I do feel that that brings some authenticity to that really um, to that perspective. Um, and I I think that um, yeah, I think it's a a great movie um, from a, a perspective that we're not used to seeing in films and and we need more of those perspectives that are fresh and, and have new takes on these tropes. Love all that. That was a great answer. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> My little finger pointing means yes. That was great. <laughs> um, I've become fully unhinged. <laughs> I'm so glad this is almost done. <laughs> for, for people listening to this alone and you too. Um, uh, you know what? I was going to give it a five, but your answer was so convincing and it was so right. And <laughs> what is, of course, this wouldn't be an episode of Queer Movie Night if I didn't change my answer. <laughs> Whatever Peyton said. I'm going to change it to a six. <laughs> so, but it's six. Yeah, you're so right about all of that. It's it's such yeah. an important story. And it it was just so fresh and it was from the perspective of 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 a, of a character that we just don't ever see as a lead character in a, in a movie. Yeah. And um, it's, I think a lot of time when it comes to teen movies, they don't, pe- filmmakers don't put as much thought into mm. like, into that genre. They're just sort of like trying to tick some boxes to make sure that they got everything. Mm-hmm. But um, so when this kind of movie that, that is very insightful and actually takes the time to uh, develop the characters and really make them complex and um, realistic. I think that's probably why when there was unrealistic things in the movie that you had more of a problem with it because these characters do have a lot of realism to them and they are very thoughtfully put together um, and the actors are very good at making them feel real. Um, And I think that's probably why you were scrutinizing it a little more hard. A Damn, Peyton. Um, You're not going to get out of the park today. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Um, um, you have to do all the work. I think that's what it is. 
um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, th- I really like it. Um, I, I think it's just a feel good movie, but also it, it was very thoughtfully put together. So it deserves recognition. So there we go. Love it. Um, Thank you guys for listening. Uh, Please follow us at Queer Movie Night on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, You can follow me at Peyton Cody Lynch on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Me, Deborah Duncan on Twitter and at Deborah D-Bag on Instagram. Yeah. And I think our next episode, um, we can cut this if it's not true, but I think our next episode is going to be on Rocket Man. Um, And we're going to have a very special guest, my brother, Devin Lynch. Um, Yay! So that's, that'll be interesting. Yeah. (laughs) He's in the family. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So that'll be fun. (laughs) Like, like, comment, and subscribe. Like, oh, yes. Like, comment, and subscribe. Thank you, Nikki. Uh, Yeah, share us with your friends, please. Um, and, And thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. And if we threw about it, reminded everyone you knew. You will see the biggest gift would be from me. And the good heart attached would say thank you for being a friend. Okay. Wow. Gorgeous. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.